bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! Um, yeah, hello? How's, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. Well, yeah, how's it been going with um, staying at home all the time? Oh, you know, it's been, um, you know, after a while it gets a little little old, but with my wife being pregnant and all, it's pretty, pretty easy to stay home just to, you know, keep her safe and whatnot. So she's definitely been my motivation throughout all of this. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw I get to know you a little bit more from your athletic perspective and just your time at BYU. How does that sound? Absolutely, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited for that. It's awesome. Awesome. So maybe we'll just start about so what got you into like running like the the sprint? Oh yeah, that's um that's a pretty easy one. So my my mom. Um, so she, she started her track career in junior high, um, in Bountiful, Utah, and then she ran at Woods Cross High School, um, and was a state record holder in the 400, um, and ended up running at BYU and had a lot of success there and, um, really just passed that on to me, um, from a young age. Um, some of my favorite, um, she saved some old home videos and, at like at like one or two years old she could uh she could run me through the kind of the track start the on your market set go and and just have a she just had a huge influence um in my life that way and we ended up moving to California when I was five and they start track down there pretty early um and just right away kind of found out that I was blessed um to be to be faster than, than all the other kids at my school. Um, and that, that love just grew and grew and carried me into, into high school. And, um, actually, I guess I should go back to junior high. That's when I really started. Um, I had a, uh, had a school counselor that told me he wouldn't let me run any other races until I tried the 400. Um, cause he felt like I could be pretty good at it. But, um, so, with that, with that threat in mind, it was a, it was a, it was a very, it was a very, um, obviously humorous, um, troll. Obviously I would have been able to race either way, but he wanted me to try the 400. Um, so I gave it a shot and found out that I was able to run it and ended up, um, being lucky enough to, to run the 400 and get a scholarship to BYU. And that's, that's really, I mean, Probably more, probably more um, to that answer than than you needed, probably. But uh, but that's yeah. Oh, that's I mean, awesome. that's really kind of yeah. That's what got me into track. Um, mom, my mom, and then just from there, just had a lot of good experiences. So that was that's kind of it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it sounds like that that definitely has worked out for you. I'm um, being able to get a scholarship and pay for your school for sure. So um. So in the recruiting process, how did you end up choosing BYU? I know you said your mom went there, so 
probably made it a little bit easier, but how did that, like, who was it recruiting you and how did you end up choosing BYU? Yeah, so um, kind of an interesting story. So my first my first recruiting letter um, was from Alabama, of all places. Um, I just remember a, a lady from the office, like, came into my class and was like, can I ask my teacher if there was a Trevor Levitt there? And so she he pointed her to me, and she handed me this letter, and I opened it and um, kind of opened me to the, the world of recruiting. Um, I was a junior, and I was, like, super new. Like, my, my parents, um, as good as my mom was um, as a runner, um, to her credit, she never really pushed me. Um, there was never really that, like, expectation over my head to um, compete, um, to get a scholarship. Um, which I was grateful for. I, I competed for, for the love of the sport rather than out of fear. Um, and so um, that kind of opened me up to to the recruiting. Um, I took a couple of visits, um, went up actually up uh, to your territory at Utah State um, and uh, really, really liked the facilities, like really liked the people there. Um, went to BYU and and had a great uh, visit there as well. Um, but but at the end of the day, I um, always grew up a big Cougar fan, and that was just um, the place that I felt like I needed to be, um, not just for track, but um, just uh, for schooling and, and everything as well. So that's, that's what got me there. Um, the coaches were great, and uh, my, my experiences there have been awesome. So that was Kind of, kind of how it went. I mean, I, I loved everywhere I went. Um, again, shout out to to any Utah State fans and the track team if they hear this. That you guys have a great facility there. Um, but oh, BYU was kind yeah. of BYU was kind of always there. Um, so it's kind of how it went. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, cause, yeah, because uh, BYU has definitely been really successful in track. The one thing I like about track, I actually like it a little more than cross country because. It seemed like you have people with different abilities, like you got sprinters, distance, like throwers. And I remember when I was growing up in the youth track, sometimes like some of us distance runners or people would argue about like, oh, distance is most important. Like if you don't have distance, you can't be good or whatever. But then our coach would kind of right. pull us together and be like, guys, we're a team. Like we need the throwers. We need everybody because every point counts in track. So I think it's kind of cool that like even though you guys aren't in the same – um, same event you guys can kind of have that camaraderie oh absolutely yeah I mean at the end of the day like um, track is track is very much an individual sport as far as um, competing goes but at the end of the day like you're still you're still getting points and, and you're obviously still trying to um, get as many people as you can to both regionals and nationals in order to compete for a national title so um, yeah I mean Obviously, everybody has their bias as to which event is um, is better. <laughs> but uh, but like yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, it's I've I've always been um, a team first uh, guy. Um, just you, you play enough team sports and you realize that there's very little that you can do on your own uh, successfully. Um, and so uh, track is very much that way. And and as far as like the camaraderie goes, even with other teams. Um, you know, I, I ran with I've ran against plenty of guys in the four hundred um throughout my entire 
my entire life and entire track career and um, never really had a problem with any of them. I think we just go into the 400 and we all know that it's going to suck and that we're going to hurt and we're all probably going to be visiting some, some trash can at some point at the end of the race. Um, and so in in a way, um, there's kind of that camaraderie just from the sheer, you know, the pain brings us together. So that's kind of, that's been my experience with track at least. Yeah, yeah, I've kind of noticed, so I did mostly like mile, two mile, and sometimes I do the 800, but 400, 800, like that min distance is just a killer because you're sprinting, but it almost feels like, it's like you're almost sprinting, like you're getting 95%, but like for two whole laps or or a lap for your case, so that's crazy. I mean, the the people that do that definitely have guts, like my brother was more of a min distance, but yeah, for me, I'd rather... I'd just rather go at like a decent pace for longer, but that's just everybody has their own skills for sure. Yeah, I mean, I have a huge, I have a huge respect for the the milers, and then of course you get to college, and there's people that run the 10k, and it's like a it's like a 30 minute race basically, um, like 24 laps around the track, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, boy, I mean, we had a guy uh, to I guess it would have been last year, uh, technically Clayton Young won the national championship in the 10K. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the yeah. further the race goes, um, my my respect just grows because that's – I mean, I, I have to run a quarter a quarter of a mile. Um, and <laughs> and you, guys, you guys run four times, you know, eight times that, that much. So it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's cool to see these athletes compete at such a high level for sure. Yeah, and especially, I mean, BYU, I think that's might arguably be their best event because they, like, set an NCAA record for, they set, like, sent, like, seven guys to nationals and, like you said, Clayton, but then there was, like, three corners. I think that must be a record of, like, mo- most players on a team named Connor to, like, qualify for a national. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had uh, Connor Mance and, and a couple uh, who ran at, uh, I think, Skyview, actually. Yeah, I've um, I know him pretty well. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a great kid too. Um, yeah, Coach Eyestone, um, my coach, Coach uh, Grossart, he he's amazing in his own right. But Coach Eyestone, the fact that he can he can handle those distance kids, and uh, he's the, he's the head coach as well. Um, so the fact that he can handle all that he handles and um, develop the kind of talent that he develops is um, it's it's mind-boggling for sure and I've, I've got i got to see him um do his things for four years and um i'm always appreciative of, of him and everything that he did so yeah i mean it's it's amazing for sure yeah and he had his own really good career i think he ran like 88 and 92 olympics for the marathon so i mean he's definitely got yeah, he's- a lot of experience yeah, he was a national champion in college too. So I mean, the the guy is, the guy is just known success his whole life. It seems. Wow. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That's, that's that's pretty cool. Like I think a lot of people kind of know him for the Olympics, but like maybe people might forget how like how he was he was legit in college too. Um, and it's interesting. Okay. I guess you 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 graduated from Davis, so like it's interesting to see. So Jared Ward, he's been really successful at the marathon, but. Maybe he wasn't he wasn't like a national champion in college, but I think he's just got a different skill where he just really has a really efficient 
stride and just is able to be really efficient and work hard and get there and learn from one of the greats like Ed Stone. So, um, what were some of your favorite memories running for BYU? Um, man, I that's that is a great question. Um, I think one of the biggest ones that stands out um, in my mind was freshman year. Um, my first, I, I had come home from my mission with um, a back injury, um, so unfortunately I wasn't able to compete indoor. Um, but I got to compete my first outdoor meet um, at uh, the University of Southern California, USC. Um, and I just remember walking out onto their onto their track, and they have these pillars. Uh, next to the track, and there's just there's just row after row of names of just past Olympians and current Olympians, and just all these people that had competed at USC. Um, and so, for for a little freshman like me to to walk in and, and realize that I was about to compete on a on a track that had just seen so many greats come and go was. Uh, was really cool, honestly, because um, I just I just know not a whole lot of people get to 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 do that. So the fact that I was uh, lucky and and fortunate enough for that to to take place was was definitely a cool cool moment for me. Yeah. So um, follow up question to that. So what were maybe some of your favorite memories as a fan? I I know um, it sounds like you're a pretty big BYU fan, so you I, I assume you went to some of the games while you're you were in college. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, um, I mean, I went to, we've had my family, um, my grandma, um, specifically has had season tickets, um, for the family since, um, since I could remember, um, since, before, since I was in diapers before that even. Um, and so we, we've gone to, to all the home games that we've, we've could for the past, geez, 25 years that I've, been alive at least um and that obviously didn't stop when i was in college um but as a fan boy there's so there's so many um moments that i think as a fan would be cool but maybe to the outside world of like college football especially um would probably not be that big of a deal um so my i think that would have been my freshman year again we played mississippi state um and it went it went to double overtime, I believe, and it was just one of those games where, like, it was between two teams. Uh, I think we were both below 500 record-wise, like, not not this big marquee game. It was on ESPN because of our contract, but but other than that, there was, like, probably no draw to it at all. Um, but we went into double overtime and ended up forcing um, an incompletion on fourth down to end the game, and... Um, I mean, I still get made fun of it for by my friends from from Utah and Utah State, but we as a student section, you know, just rushed the rushed the field and got to celebrate with the guys. And I know quite a few guys on the football team too, so I was able to see them and just to be able to share in that moment was really cool. Um, and then more recently, took my wife and my cousin to um, the St. Mary's game, where uh, I guess. I guess they call it the Haas the Haas baby dagger now. Um but but TJ TJ Haas lines up and hits a three with like 
six, five, six seconds left um, to finally put us over the hump um, with St. Mary's and then goes and has his baby later that night. I mean, that was, that was a pretty cool moment as a fan as well. So uh, we've had, especially with basketball this year, we've had some, some fun, fun moments to cheer for, for sure. The, the USC game especially was just one of those, um, you know, obviously like as a BYU fan, I view, I view BYU, um, just like any, any fan of any team would view their school, just, um, you, you want them to, to be the best of the best and you want them to be at the top. Um, but then there are the teams that are like really up there, you know what I mean? Like the, the USC's, the Clemson's, the Alabama's that are just year in and year out for the most part. I mean, a couple down years here and there maybe, but for the most part, they're just always in the national spotlight. Um, so just have USC come and, and not only play at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but um, for us to be able to pull off the win like we did was definitely a cool moment as a fan. Um, but actually going back, you mentioned Joe. So that uh, that St. Mary's game was actually the first time I had met Joe um, in person, and uh, he's a cool guy. Shout out to him and his amount of miles um, that he walked around Lavelle Edwards Stadium or in his apartment or, or wherever he was walking because I think – I don't know. I think BYU owes him at least, you know, some more memorabilia, some more merchandise or whatnot. Cause I think he pulled out about four or five wins for him there towards the end. So he's a, he's a good guy. They got to get Joe a ticket to Vegas next year so he can help him get some get get make a tournament run for sure. Those are, you know, those Utah are State awesome. had just had some just incredible players. I mean, I, I grew up actually um, playing comp ball with Sam Merrill and he, that dude for the Utah State, uh, and you guys know this, like the, the fans at um, the Spectrum and those that follow um, Aggie Sports, they're not, they're not um, innocent to this information, but, but that kid is clutch. I mean, just growing up in an AAU ball, every time we felt like we needed a big shot, um, he was more than willing to take it. Um, and, and he hit it more often than not, um, as you guys got to see as well. So for him to, for him to end his career at Utah State the way that he did was fitting. Um, it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think that I laced up my, my basketball shoes next to that kid all the time. Um, and then what he ended up going and doing and, and Abel Porter, same thing. He's going up to the, the Ohio State University, um, and had a great, a great couple of years as an Aggie as well. So they're, uh, they're awesome guys. I mean, Utah State's had some, some ballers, especially as of late. Yeah, and some of those guys, I don't, I think that some of them were Davis starts as well, if I remember right. Yeah, Abel, Abel was actually. With... And then Sam was, I think, Bountiful, but, so they're all kind of in that area that's probably, where you ended up, you so you played some AAU with them. Yeah. So your mom ran 800. It sounds like your your wife ran track as well too, right? She did. So she actually ran a year at uh, Weber State, and then uh, I did a little bit of did a little bit of recruiting while she was on her mission, um, and she decided to transfer over to BYU um, and ran ran a year there um, and. Had a lot of had a lot of success. She um, PR'd 
couple times actually in college, um, which is sometimes all you can ask for, just that you improve and you get better. So it was, it's always been awesome watching her and and her willingness to to drive and 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 make herself better. So it's one of the reasons I married her. Yeah, that's that's definitely awesome. Like I'm sure you guys both ran pretty fast. The thing I saw you you were running in like the 40s for like for a 400, so that's like over 15 miles an hour. Like that's faster than most most humans can can run. So I'm sure she was pretty fast as well. She was, yeah. And uh, her her endurance is something that that makes her um, really talented. So I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping between her her endurance and speed and and my speed that that uh, Ridley Ridley's our baby's name um, is going that if she wants to. I mean, obviously we're not going to force her into anything, but I'm hoping that if she's interested in running that, she'll she'll get some good genes out of it. If you've got a good pair of shoes. I mean, you can you can run anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I it's not, you know, football. Um, I mean, you can work on drills and footwork and what and whatnot. And obviously, with basketball, you can work on ball handling. But if you don't have a hoop, or if you don't have somebody to throw to, or or whatever, some of those sports can be a little difficult to, um, I guess, really improve on by yourself. Um, whereas running, you just hit the road and. You know, if you've got music and you like to listen to music, just pop some headphones in, and it's just it's just you and your thoughts there for however long you want to go. So, I mean, I'm obviously a little biased, but anybody listening to this is looking for a new hobby, I would suggest running. The uh, the runner's high is a real thing, um, and it uh, feels good. So, I mean, that's, that's my that's my shameless track plug, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Like. You, I don't know. What's the longest that you've run? The longest I've ran. Um, well, I think over the summer, um, you try to build during the off season. Um, you try to build a little bit of endurance, but I think some people, um, when they go run, they feel like they have to run, you know, five, six, seven, eight miles. Um, I did two or three. Um, and some days I wouldn't feel like doing two or three, so I did one and, and it was, and it was fine. I think the biggest key, especially with running, especially with anything that you do really is, is, um, just listening to your, your body and making sure that, um, you're taking care of it. Um, yeah, so I, I did like two or three miles, but I don't, I don't believe it necessarily is a, a requirement. I don't think you have to go that far to, to be considered a, a runner. Um, you could go that far if you wanted. You can go further if you wanted. I mean, it's just kind of whatever um, suits you and and suits your your goals. Yeah, that's that's an awesome outlook for sure. Um, yeah, with running, you can kind of just take your goals and do whatever you want with them. Um, so that's. I mean, I've heard of some people who have goals to run in fifty states or to qualify for Boston, but like any any goal is, is definitely worthy. Um, and so how, how has BYU helped you with, with the, like, the student part of being a student athlete? Because I guess they oh, yeah. call you guys student athletes, but, like, the student part. Oh, that's a, wow, that's a great question. Um, well, I think the biggest thing, uh, for us is, um, kind of, kind of letting people, I guess, um, so for those listening that don't, um, maybe know what the, 
the life of a student athlete looks like. Um, there's a, a kind of schedule, if you will. So you get up in the morning, um, and for us, we'd get up in the morning around 7, and then we'd lift for an hour or so, um, and then you typically have classes um, for the better part of the day. And then around 2.30, we'd have about a two-and-a-half to three-hour practice. Um, so we're getting done about 5.30, um, 6 o'clock. Um, and then it's straight to, to homework. If we have, well, first it's straight to meals. You obviously need to um, keep up your nutrition um, that way if you want to be healthy and uh, compete in the way that you want to compete in. Um, so you go to meals, and then it's, it's homework time. So as far as um, helping us academically, I mean, obviously the competing um, and the practicing and the working uh, takes up a, a good part of the day. But, but BYU has been so good about um, providing tutors um, that are really worry, willing to, to work with those um, that have questions. I know, I know there's kind of been some um, – <laughs> I know, like, with Kentucky, for example, some of the tutors there get a bad rap with some of their NCAA violations. Um, I can happily say I did not witness any of that at BYU. Um, <laughs> they they helped us um, in appropriate ways um, understand our classes and, and help us study that way. Um, and then the teachers at BYU have been incredible. Um, obviously, a lot of our time is taken up um, when we travel. Um, and they don't necessarily make it, they don't make it easier for us. I, I want to, I think there's a stereotype sometimes that, that people think that the teachers take it easy on the athletes. That is not true. Um, we just had, we had to do just as much work as anybody else. Um, and we had to do just as quality of a job as anybody else. Um, the only difference is maybe sometimes we'd have to turn in our assignments early. Or if we were lucky, um, the teacher would be nice enough to let us turn it in the Monday following uh, a traveling um, event. So, as far as as far as helping us academically, they, BYU gave us an opportunity to be able to um, compete at the highest level and also be able to learn at the highest level. Um, and I'm grateful for all the things that they've taught me and how applicable it's been in my life. So. Um, I think those at BYU that are athletes that really applied themselves um, will say the same thing. Obviously, you have some athletes here and there that, you know, want to just slide by with, you know, the minimum effort and whatnot. Um, I think that happens at most schools. But but for the most part, I mean, BYU did everything in their power to provide a good, um, solid academic uh, place for us to learn and to grow. So that's that's my uh report on that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to see athletes work hard and and obviously like in, in whatever sport a lot of people want to, to make money in, in the sport that they've been playing in their whole lives. But but yeah, I have full confidence in in those people that um don't make it that far. I mean I'm I'm not gonna compete in the Olympics but I know I'm gonna be pre prepared to be an occupational therapist. So like I mean it College is a place to compete, but it's also a, a place to give yourself the proper trajectory in life as far as career goes. And so, yeah, I, mean, I believe that BYU's given us that great opportunity. And I know I have several friends that are graduating from Utah State um, with 
the opportunity to achieve plenty of success in their their careers as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think as far as the state of Utah goes, I think they're doing their job as far as preparing not only athletes, but just their student body in general for life's challenges. I think... um, I think the world has a way of working with those that are willing to work hard. Um, and so, so yeah, no, I'd agree. Oh, awesome. So that's great. Um, and you, I guess you answered my last question. I was going to ask what you're doing, but it sounds like you're going to be an occupational therapist. That sounds, I'm not sure all that, what that entails, but that's, it sounds like a cool um, occupation. Yeah. So, I mean, the difference between occupational therapy and, like, say, physical therapy is typically physical therapy is going to be, like, uh, I mean, both both can be used post-surgery. Um, but physical therapy, you know, somebody strains their hamstring, someone tears, you know, a, a ligament, um, somebody rips a pectoral muscle, like whatever it is, um, you're obviously working... Uh, to get that back to full function. Um, and occupational therapy is similar. Um, however, I'm going to be dealing more with, with people that are post stroke, um, people that have, are maybe post, um, some injury that maybe makes them para or quadriplegic. Um, and it's just helping those that, um, might have to, so usually after a stroke, people have, have lost, um, some fine motor skills. Um, and so my job is to come in and help them achieve, um, at best their, their maximum, um, fine motor skills movement and then go from there. So for example, if somebody has a stroke and they have a hard time moving their fingers and they can't really tie their shoes, or they can't, you know, maybe put on a shirt or whatever that is. My job is to obviously get them back to a point where um, they can hopefully do that, um, whether that's learning to tie their shoe with one hand, um, you know, or, or working with what they have to, to get dressed in the morning. So I, I look forward to helping those people. Um, I've been blessed, I think, with a mind and a personality that is quite hopeful, um, I believe, very strongly that if you're willing um, to believe that things can get better, um, that they can and they will. Um, and so I, I hope to instill that in some of my patients. Yeah, I think that's a really good um, outlook to have just in life in general. Because I've, I've noticed personally, like, when I'm more positive about things, it seems like things tend to go well, but it's not just because, like, luck. It's, like, just, like, kind of your attitude determines that for sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, um, that that's all I have for you today. Is there anything else you want to leave with, with the state of Utah or, or your Cougar Nation? Um, well, I think that the state of Utah in general, um, hold faith. I think we're going to have a college football season. Uh, whether or not we are allowed to be there is to be seen. Um, but hold to that and uh cougar nation love y'all joe macy sporty all you guys on twitter um you guys are incredible and keep me laughing um way too hard way too often um obviously dan usc the right blue you are fantastic a great friend you can keep the puns coming constantly uh on twitter and they're always funny so 
appreciate all you Twitter people. Um, and yeah, appreciate being on the, the podcast, man. I, it's a fun opportunity. But yeah, you have a good night then. All right. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks. Bye. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.